This is Story Institute's Rambling Verse Podcast, Episode 20, Find Another Notebook. Well, hello there, and welcome to another exciting episode of Story Institute's Rambling Verser. I am John Murray III, and I'll be your guide, your host, your uh, accompaniment uh, through this journey today. Uh, I'll be sharing some of my insight or some of the, the techniques that I use when I sit down to write, whether it's alone with someone, whether the novels uh, that I have, or Driving R.I., the business book that uh, – uh, that I put together a couple of years ago. Either way, there's a story that's involved in it and kind of be going through some of the, the ways that, that I start. And one of them is finding a notebook uh, to, to record your thoughts in. This will probably be a shorter episode than usual since I'll be playing host and guest in a way. Hopefully, uh, I won't break into too much of a schizophrenia as I share some of the, the, the style and techniques with you. We'll go ahead and get started today with a quote. Are you bored with life? And throw yourself into some work you believe in with all your heart. Live for it. Die for it. And you will find happiness that you had thought could never be yours. And that quote was from Dale Carnegie. You know, as I look back throughout my professional career, um, one of the things that has always been a mainstay for me has been that aspect of writing. And and I think many times we need to engage ourselves in the process that we feel uh, most comfortable in. And, and, you know, for many years, that's that's been writing. Public speaking has always been a fun part for me, and education has been even better. But but really, it's about writing out the words before, before we get to them, uh, telling that story, crafting the components in there that really bring out that passion for what we want to accomplish. So we move into the poem of the day. Uh, which I wrote quite a few years ago, but but I think it really describes how how I feel about about my writing in general. It's called "Let Me Not Begin Anew." Let me not begin anew. Let me spend my days with you, or you, or you, my friends, my companions, my creation. Losing you will be a great devastation. You are my entire being, results of my dreaming. With every word I breathe, you are able to achieve new, invigorating life. To help me deal with all the strife. I need, I want, I feel only what I believe real. That being you, to whom I will always remain true. So go forth and let your intensity be shown. But please, don't leave me here alone. When I wrote that, um, one, uh, it was before I was married. But two, it really it really was about my writing in general. The only thing that, that I felt that I had from a personal perspective was what I wrote. And that was either a handful of poems or the beginning of Alone with Someone. Now, throughout the stories, it was important for me to not only create characters that were believable to me, but that were believable to anybody else whom I'd asked to to, to read the manuscript or, or book. So while I wrote it, I made sure that the way that I, that I wrote it was in chunks. It, it was in smaller tidbits. So when I was younger, uh, I began writing because it was not only something I could do by myself, but it was 
It was inexpensive. You know, we didn't grow up in a very affluent family. We're a typical Midwest, uh, middle-income type family. And I didn't have to ask my parents for money. I, I just had to ask for a notebook. So uh, since we needed them for school anyway, uh, whether you know I was in grade school or high school, uh, there was only a small amount. You know, it was it was a it was a few cents. So uh, I think it was like a quarter or fifty cents. Uh, not that I'm that old, but but that's that's most of the type of notebooks that I got. Um, I could always justify an extra one, uh, whether it was for something that that I needed notes for, or we had an extra class at school, or whatever it was. So. Th- that notebook was really important to me to get down ideas, whether it's poems or, uh, or, or, or the beginnings of a story. Uh, when one of my friends would get ready to throw out their own notebook after quarter or before the summer, I, I would take it. And, and you know, either I, w- I would find it uh, sitting on a desk or on the side or if it was if, – if they were just going to throw it away, I, I sometimes asked for it. As I got older, I started asking for three subject notebooks uh, because that way I could I could go back to the to the end and always put put the short stories or poetry in in the back of the notebook and then keep my notes in the front. As an adult, I find myself needing to purchase uh, more than a fifty cent notebook every once in a while uh, to, just to get those creative juices flowing. Um, computers are great. In fact, you know, most of the, the recordings uh, that we have are, are done solely uh, with, you know, GarageBand and and a, a Mac. Uh, but you, you lose you lose some of the, the the intensity sometimes when you're when you're tapping away at a computer as if uh, rather than you have that pen in your hand. So when you find yourself looking for a topic for a poem, a short story, a novel, uh, search the web. Uh, but look around as well because that notebook really, uh, really is easier to pull out than than a laptop these days. And I know Apple, you know, there's rumors coming out with you know Apple tablet and whatnot. But I tell you though, it just it just will never really beat the the satisfaction you get from looking at the words that your own hand created on whether it's lined or online, you make the choice. But sit down and write some of the details. In fact, one of the stories that, that we're working on now is a series of, uh, of tales. Uh, it starts with, uh, with some fairy tales, a series of 12 fairy tales that will tie into a longer novel series. But with each of those, I find myself pulling out a notebook so that I don't lose the thoughts during the day. And whether I'm in meetings or or just uh, just plugging away at the computer, it's a lot easier than pulling out my iPhone and tapping on that small screen or going to find the smallest computer I have uh, besides the iPhone to to, to really get the um, really get the those creative juices flowing. You know, so type of things that I'll note on that are more about you know character names. You can come up with a character name just by uh, just by working with somebody else. You can come up with a character name driving down the street. In fact, many of the character names that we're using in this series, uh, called a Commons Tale, are, are, are found are found along a highway somewhere. Now, with all these texting laws coming out, where you can't text or, or type on your your phone or electronic device while you're driving, besides the fact that it's a little dangerous, it is always easier just to just to scribble down something when you stop. Uh, 
such as a name. And you can always go back and look that name up later because it's on a sign somewhere. So, you know, that notebook comes in handy. The other thing that, that, that I do at notebooks is, is as I'm taking notes within whatever environment that I'm in, there's always an idea that pops up. If you, if you tear out the pages and fold it in force, you can always write your own ideas in the middle of it. And it, it has an advantage because you can then stick them back in the notebook sometime later and go back to it. You know, the, the notebooks these days, uh, you can find decent notebooks. You can tear out the pages and they're all perforated. So they come out very clean and you can use it in whatever environment you want. But then the inside, the inside is either, you know, you put it on there, uh, the, the plot to that next novel or, or some ideas for that next chapter. Um, but but either way, there, there's there's another way to use that creativity that you have bundled up inside of you, and and you have to be dedicated. Back to the quote that we have: find find that passion, and, and do something about it. You know, Mark Twain once wrote: "People always talk about the weather, but they never do anything about it." You know, and and I've put that quote uh, many times in in a professional environment where I leave out the word weather, so people always talk about it. But they never do anything about it. And that's kind of like our dreams and our passions. When we sit down and write, we're doing something about that, that dream. If we're writing to make money, we may want to reconsider some of that uh, some of that thought, some of that idea. Most writers, hopefully you've heard on this, pod, on this podcast series, don't make huge amounts of money in, in what they do. They do it because it's a passion. They do it because they have something to say and something to write about. So as you go about the rest of your day, or you go about the rest of the week, or whenever you're listening to, to this, what do you do? What, what methods do you use? And we have a forum at Story Institute, and I know it's one of many, but we've gotten a few responses in about, about your storyline. We've been putting some other ideas on there on creativity. Tell us. Share with us on this podcast uh, link as far as what you do, what, what you do as a writer to, to embrace that. Do you go out and buy the large notebooks, the small notebooks, or do you prefer to have that electronic device so that, that you're ready at, at any point? You don't have to carry a pen uh, or a piece of paper, uh, but that's always with you. And speaking of our forums, you know, we, we made a post up there about, about uh, finding a, a, a subject. It, do you have the perfect topic for your novel? You think that you have a good idea on what your storyline would be? You've written down some characters' names. You've chosen your location, your setting, and such. You've even started writing that first chapter. As you near the middle of that seventh page, you pause. And you look at the rest of the blank page. And you say, wait a minute, what happened there? You page backward and reread what you had just scribbled. This wasn't what the char- wasn't what the character you wrote was supposed to do. And wait, uh, where is this taking place again? Um, this is not the same either. So whose story is it anyway? Was it yours or was it the characters? Yeah, even within the first pages, your story can take on a life of its own. Uh, so while you should be prepared to correct the path of your story uh, as, as it takes new form, and we've talked about this with, with Chad Corey in the past, and uh, you know he has some great things on chadcorey.com. Uh, to, to help with character and plot and setting and whatnot as well. But, but, but you know, if, if you don't know how to get, get the story back online or accept that the story is taken on a life of its own, um, stories are a part of us. 
we need to look back and find out how we dealt with some of those changes in our lives. Um, and just like us, they can be complicated and change their direction when needed. Uh, they need guidance, however. Those stories are like our children, and, and they need that helping hand every once in a while because they're going to start to go astray. Um, they don't want to be told what to do. They don't necessarily like to be told where to stop and how to grow. Uh, but you and your story need to learn together. But you also need to allow it. Um, what story do you tell? Are you sticking to your storyline? Or are you letting it grow as you listen to the story uh, the inner writer is sharing with you? you know, one of the books that, that we posted a review on a while back on the site was a Voice of, Voice of the Muse by Mark David Gerson. You know, it's interesting because if you haven't picked up that book, uh, go out and find it. It's, it's a good way to silence that inner, that inner critic and let the inner writer out a little bit more so that you're free to tell that story, but also free to help guide it along the path that, that you need it, uh, need it to go in order for it to connect with, with not only you as a writer, but uh, your readers as well. Well, that's about it. I, I've rambled on for you know, 10, 15 minutes about, about writing as far as finding a notebook, looking at, looking at how to help it grow. You know, that, that's the whole purpose there, you know, the whole rambling piece. Um, so you know, speaking of rambling, you can, you, you can find us online not only at storyinstitute.com but on Twitter as well. You can follow me there. It's uh, ramblingverser, so twitter.com slash ramblingverser. Or you know, on Facebook, it's, it's John E. Murray III. And uh, we share a little bit of updates, but you know, every day I try to give a brief writing prompt about belief in your writing. But I also try to interact with, with the people that I follow as well. So check us out on, online. Uh, you, you can also give us a call at 615-431-RIT, W-R-I-T. That's 9748. You know, with this, we're taking advantage of the new Google Voice service. We're also using that service uh, for Terry's uh, business, which is Enchanted Travel Tales. And, you know, it's, it's a lot easier, not only for us, but for you as the callers, because if you call from the website, you know, you, you just click on the button and you tell Google your number to call, then it calls your number and it calls us. This makes it a local call for both of us. Well, that's the sound for me to move on along to the short story and poetry topics of the week. And the poetry topic of the week is Sonnet Through Muse. A special relationship deserves to be appreciated and admired. A spouse or significant individual should be told how special they are to you and end in your life. Reflect on the happiness they bring. Encourage your muse to show through the relationship and into a being all its own. Research the great works and sonnets of the classic romantics and develop a style that you share with your romantic counterpart and your inner muse. How strong is the connection? How important is the shared togetherness? How far into your heart do you delve to encourage the love you share that makes its way onto a blank page or screen? How long is the gaze into the mirrors of our souls? Keep it intense and encourage the surges and palpitations of emotion. Post it at storyinstitute.com, especially in our forums, or share it elsewhere, but write and enjoy. And here's just a, a little uh, poem that, that kind of goes along with it. It's called Sonnet Through Muse. My mistress's eyes are nothing like the sun, tis true. They are far more brilliant to you. Coral's redness may be debated among sunken ships, but they may never taste as sweet as my mistress's lips. 
If snow be white, then true purity befriended the seven, and her silken hair was certainly spun from the clouds of heaven. Her sweet scent is synonymous with what fresh breeze brings, and her voice chimes in time with my delicate heartstrings. If on earth there a goddess be, I am truly fortunate, for she is with me. Alas, a poet's pact I break and abuse, and, as my own words prove, I have fallen from my muse. I offer no excuses for what my mind has endeavored to create, but open my heart no matter how long the wait. And today's short story topic is clock stopping. These days, carrying a watch is a pain on the wrist. With cell phones, PDAs, and computers all around us, the need for another form of constricting value of time becomes less desirable. What happens if the digital clocks just stop displaying? They still worked. However, only other computerized devices could read the time. You'll need to search for a reason and a way to tell time more effectively than having the computer tell you. So you track down the old pocket watch, give it a few twists, and realize that you can see more than just the time. You can see... you decide. Decide what it is the character can see. Tell the story in the first person. Imagine yourself or someone close to you trapped in this environment. Decide on your path the character travels to find solutions. What caused the clocks to stop in the first place? What can be done? Decide on the origin of the wind-up device. Decide on the story and write. Post it at storyinstitute.com or share it elsewhere, but write and enjoy. Well, that does it for this week's episode, but join us again in next week or a week or so from now when we'll have a new writer, new ideas, and new choices for you to make as a writer. In the meantime, imagine, enhance, and grow your stories.